everybody that's here, everybody that's listening right now, this is the first episode of BMV the podcast, Black Man Venting. Um, the story of this podcast, it came from a group chat that I have with a couple of my homies in the military, um, where we still carry it on to this day, but it's not so much to the, it's not titled Black Man Venting, um, but it came about because we got really close sharing a lot of our own stories, a lot of the things we was going through to help each other through it, to help push each other through it. And it was literally four black men just being real positive to each other. Um, so for the podcast, it'll be literally that. But for the people, it'll be very interactive. And that's why I'm going live right now. It'll just be helping everybody move forward. So if y'all got questions, comments, concerns, things y'all want to talk about, things y'all feel like should be talked about, shoot that stuff to me. Put it in a, a, a voice a voice message and I'll throw you on the on the episode answer your questions any way I possibly can man um but for this episode specifically we'll be talking about black youth not so much black youth in the time of today but growing up but as an introduction a further introduction to the podcast what we're going to do here is raw filtered oh, unfiltered uncut um conversation is literally just talking us getting to know each other get sharing the things that we didn't know we really had in common because talking to a lot of my homies uh especially in the military but one of my homies grew up in california we both had some of the same struggles <laughs> living in our in, in homes with our moms so yeah that's what this is and we're gonna continue to keep it rocking so if y'all got questions y'all got comments i'll definitely shout y'all out and um let's get into it um so first for me I grew up in Lake County, Illinois, North Chicago specifically. I moved between North Chicago, Waukegan, Zion. I also lived in Ohio, Toledo, East Cleveland, and I graduated high school in Kenosha. Um, so pretty much a Midwest kid. I don't take ownership for one specific spot, but if somebody asks me where I'm from, I'm definitely saying North Chicago or Lake County. And if I say North Chicago, I'm more than likely going to have to explain to them that it's not Chicago. I'm not from Chicago and I would never claim to be. Not that it's wrong to be from Chicago. Not that there's any difference for real. There's not. But I definitely say North Chicago or Lake County. Um, growing up there because of who my dad was, who my family was out there um, and the things that they got into. I grew up really sheltered. Um. My mom, the the parental figure that my mom considered her dad, who I call my grandfather, um, was in the Navy. So it was really strict on her when she grew up and she carried that down to me and my four siblings under me. I have three little sisters and a little brother under me. I'm the oldest of my mom's kids. And um, yeah, so for me, it was a lot of getting in trouble for the stuff that they did. Um, sometimes we shared the blame. Sometimes we took stuff for other people. But a lot of times it was me getting yelled at because they wasn't listening or they didn't do something. Um, which is pretty jacked up because if you set a rule as a parent and they're not listening to your rule, what make you think they're going to listen to me? Like, let's be real, real. Like, why would you going to listen to Big Brother because you're not listening to Mom? That don't even make sense. But, um yeah man uh growing up we lived in a pretty rough area a lot of people 
probably lived in worse and more people probably had worse living conditions but we grew up in a pretty rough area and for that my mom kept us pretty sheltered so to the public I was that quiet smart kid in the class for one I was a grade ahead but I was that quiet smart kid in the class that people would have considered a lame I think that shit is corny but whatever um at this point, I just feel like the way that I was raised was more of, I'm taking care of you, so you owe me. And that's not to say that like my mom was wrong for that. A, a lot of people grew up like, your parents take care of you. Once you get on, once you get your stuff, you take care of them. Um, but I'm realizing with a lot of other cultures and a lot of meeting a lot of different people they still rely on their parents as not so much a crutch but to be parents i feel like within our community and i don't i I see there's some wrong to it but not so much wrong to it that most black parents feel like after a while take care of me um and i don't feel like it should be like that to an extent i feel like your whole life you're still you're still the kid um now when it comes down to they're sickly or they uh, they can no longer take care of themselves yes by all means but if you 41 and you still working and you got bills and you're not doing nothing to help yourself come on let's be really real like at this point i got family so i can't give everything i'll try i'm not saying i'm gonna be selfish and not do anything but i can't continue to help you if you don't help yourself um i also feel growing up people blur the lines of growing up in the hood it's not as bad as everybody makes it seem to be especially when you know how to move but I feel like I don't know how I want to word this If you have Goals and aspirations As a black kid in the hood The hood will protect you From yourself The people around you Will protect you from yourself Especially if they see that you move in a certain way And you're trying to You're trying to do something with yourself When they see that you're special And you believe it They'll believe it too And they'll help you out It's not It's not all gangs and gun violence For everybody um, For me I hung around the people That was able to help push me To do exactly what I wanted to do um, And it's not even just music Because this was even before music Everybody just seen that I was I was much different So when it came to a random dude trying to pick on me or a random like just trying to be ignorant in the area most people would be like hey leave him alone because that's he ain't one of those um and then i had a lot of family out there and they just wasn't playing none of that shit for real so for me that that's that's that um i feel like also growing up as a black young man you're taught 
to hide your emotion. So it's not so much exactly what you exude talent-wise or what you hold mentally. Um, it's, you're taught to be a man at a really young age, and that's not always healthy. You're taught boys don't cry, don't put your hands on your hips. Bro, I was just running laps, and you telling me I can't put my hands on my hips because I'm tired, because that's gay. Fuck out of here with that. Um, there's a lot of things that are contradictory to the way that we should live that are instilled in black young men at a young age that molds them into people who aren't able to be vulnerable with themselves and they don't know how to deal with emotion. And, excuse me, and, um, With that, it puts us in a position where we're not able to make the best decisions for ourselves because we don't even know how to love ourselves. I feel like that's a a major part, a major problem with black young men is they don't love themselves. So how will they love another man and how will they be able to protect themselves and the ones around them because they show love um honestly i feel like there shouldn't even be a reason for somebody to feel like they can't say hey i love my brother like i i tell my brothers i love them all the time the people that i consider close to me i tell them i make sure they know so when it comes to that like at a young age you told you're told that type of stuff is gay um and a lot of times, especially people raised in single-parent homes, whether it be your mother or your father, um, showing emotion as a black young man, a lot of times you you told suck that shit up, and then that past trauma of not being able to express your emotion or even being taught to express your emotion weighs on you in the long run because some decisions are meant to be made on emotion i feel some decision not necessarily like hey i'm about to go buy this mansion that's not an emotional decision but some things like marriage who are you choosing as your your life partner and how do you how do you want to be loved and not even not even just that but loving yourself if you don't love yourself if you don't know how to love yourself how are you ever going to tell another person how you want to be loved And how are you going to learn to love somebody else? That type of shit right there, those that past trauma right there is exactly why I feel single parent homes rates are high as fuck. There's way more baby mamas than wives. And I think that's a problem Um, for children because you don't get to see love in the home. It's a lot more child support monetarily rather than child support personally and emotionally it should be a different version of child support out here for real for real um i feel like we should be teaching each other to love each other way more and it'll that'll change a lot within the community 
because I know a lot of I'm pro-black people that would definitely separate and be like, nah, you light-skinned, or nah, you this, or nah, you that, and you're not from here, so you don't understand. Talk to a nigga so he understands. Let me know. Like, growing up in closed-minded environments where you can't speak your peace or you can't express yourself emotionally or verbally will definitely put somebody in the position to um, be angry. If you can express yourself emotionally, especially in a verbal way, you'll be angry about shit all the time. I was angry about a lot of shit because nobody ever asked me, am I okay and meant it. Nobody said, hey, are you okay? Let's sit down and talk. Even if you don't want to talk, like, it'll fall out. Um, but growing up in, a, in, a, in an environment where you're not able to be a human being for real, it fucks you up. And a lot of times it's, I understand why it's done. Because the world is cruel as shit. And ain't nobody ever going to feel sorry for you. But... You should have your own sanctuary where you can be vulnerable with yourself and you can be vulnerable with your partner without judgment and with understanding. Because without that, that that type of shit right there, that'll that'll make somebody go crazy for real. So I feel like that's a problem with black youth overall, but especially black men. Because then you get more misogynistic men, more more people who don't know how to love. So there's way more hate in the world. And then you got to deal with somebody killing the next man over some road rage or over a parking spot or over some ignorance, some fucking shoes. Jordans, come on, bro. Like people lose their lives every day about stupid shit. And it's because people don't know how to love or understand the concept of loving themselves and loving another person and they don't understand that the things that they do affect way more than just the person that they're doing it to there's a a lot of collateral damage and decisions and without understanding emotion and without understanding yourself you can fuck up a lot not just for yourself, but for a lot of other people. Um, but off the dark shit, growing up black is fucking amazing. You get some of the best fucking food for real. I was talking to my homie uh, Shane ASAP. Fucking New York got some fire ass food. He was talking about taking a trip up there and shit. Um, Chicago best food in the fucking world i'll fight you for it la got fire ass food texas got fire ass food too but um when it comes to what you endure as a black kid growing up nobody would be able to take away them goddamn hugs juices at the barbecue fucking goddamn charred ass hot dogs and shit man it's just there's a lot of things that you experience as a black kid 
I don't know how many of y'all ever actually went to the barbecue and sat next to the to the grill. Not so much to look and see what the fuck they cooking, but to get in on conversation and to hear the things that people are talking about. You'll learn a lot. You'll learn a lot about what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, frozen Kool-Aid cups, Corey. Goddamn. Um, you'll learn a lot about not just the topic of conversation, but also... The people that are in your family and the people that are surrounding you. Um, me at a young age, I was always into tech shit. I used to make fucking Ethernet cables like it was nothing. I was doing that since like seventh, eighth grade. Just watching my uncles build computers and take them apart and shit. So when we got shit like that, I got excited. But. I say that to say that the people that were supposed to be my role models or the people that were supposed to guide me in the right direction when they seen what I was interested in, laughed at it and made it seem as though I shouldn't be interested in those things and put forth the things that definitely would damage me in the long run. And I feel like paying attention to conversation also does that for people because a lot of the conversation growing up not just was about life um, but it was about the life that people were living at the time and a lot of times it was dark family reunions people getting shot like cousins shooting each other finding out somebody died that day people found in trunks and shit like that shit ain't cool got dark again but um uh that's just what it is man growing up as a black young man shit gets dark really fast is what i'm finding honestly i feel like this thing right here is a conversation with myself and i'm coming to the realization a lot of the shit that i've been through very traumatic shit is it's painful to think about to be honest with you like, yeah, there's good times, especially in Chicago. Go to Five Points, get a pizza puff, you chilling, go to school during lunch, got the same shit, Bosco sticks and whatnot, but still got to deal with the reality that surrounds you. And sometimes it's not the best for you. Honestly, I'm happy that I was able to leave. Um, I feel like in a way I wasn't ready to, but I had to. Me leaving and going to the Air Force for eight years definitely helped mold me to be the person that I am. I definitely would not be the person that I... This podcast would not exist if I did not join the damn Air Force. Um, I don't feel like I would have the correct knowledge of self to be able to hold a conversation with myself or with people on a live stream that would be so detailed and directed at positive pro, uh, progression um, it's just different growing up as a black kid like especially I honestly I, I relate a lot and my favorite rapper I will say is J. Cole but I relate a lot to him because I've 
listen to his music and I honestly feel like I've lived a very similar life where you were too you were sheltered as a kid you weren't into the gang life very intrigued by it around it surrounded by it so you've seen it um You were too rich to be from the hood, but you were too poor to be high class. And it wasn't, not even high class, but middle class. You didn't have enough or you had too much. And because you straddled that line, it wasn't as easy because you didn't belong to a certain group. Um, Honestly, I feel like that would also play a position in seeking acceptance, sometimes in the wrong areas. But I say I relate to J. Cole because of that, where honestly, I was the only black kid in my homeroom at one point in time. Coming from being one of the only kids in the homeroom to actually do his homework for real. Um. It's just seeing both sides of it. You see how privileged certain people are, how blessed you are, and being different from both sides, seeing both sides and understanding like you can never be good enough to walk into the school and just buy whatever and just be not have to wear the same shit for the second week in a row (laughs) or having more than the next man you definitely see the blessings but you also see how you block your own or how you take for granted your own Um, but growing up in an environment like that definitely puts a chip on your shoulder to show people like it's not so much that I wanted to be accepted but I'm gonna make you accept me in a way um it definitely pushed me to be alone in my own thoughts alone in my head alone in my creativity It made me want to, uh, it made me want to expand. Excuse me, sorry. Made me want to expand in my own right and show people that I can do something and that I'm better than what you're saying I am. I feel like. We grow up with a lot of doubt and a lot of people have a chip on their shoulder. Some people may not, but with that doubt and with what we've experienced, it pushes us to either, it pushes us on a spectrum of you can either be really great or you can settle. And I feel like a lot of people settle and the ones that are great are the ones where you get your 
J. Coles, your Kendrick Lamars, your LeBron James, because they grinded it out and they were able to show you exactly how they grinded it out. And then you have the people doing 25 to life because they settled and they thought that exactly what they have right now is all that there is. Honestly, it's a trap mentality. We're put into a, a system, born into a system that shows you very few ways out. And once you find a way that isn't one of those few ways that they give you, they find a way to call you crazy for it. Or they find a way to make you feel different about yourself for it. Um, I don't see why me being intrigued in computers should be the reason why my stepdad, the person that I'm supposed to look up to, is laughing at me about it. But at the end of the day, he works not even in a warehouse. He was working in a freezer, barely making 20 an hour, barely being able to pay the bills. And I was paying bills during that time. I was 14 working at Six Flags, paying bills in the house. But I'm getting laughed at because I'm looking at something that can make me six figures a year. We're pushed in the wrong ways. I feel like when you come from an area like that, when you come from an upbringing like that, you're pushed in the wrong ways or guided in the wrong ways. I won't say pushed. Push sounds more like motivation, but we're guided in the wrong ways. We're guided to have all the girls and all the money. Money is the the money isn't even the motivation. Money is the goal to have more money have more money than the next man to do whatever it takes to get more than the next person instead of just having enough for yourself everybody wants more everybody wants to i understand doing more and i understand that if it's for you go after it and get it if that's your goal but if it comes down to money and money needing more money i feel like in an area like that, yes, that's the mentality. But once you reach a certain point, it shouldn't be about monetary value. I feel like after that, it should be about what you do for yourself. And the each one teach one mentality, pretty much just passing down what you've learned so that the next generation of people or the next group of young men or young women that you that were watching you do what you do can do better can do exactly what you do or better so that we don't have a cycle of people in general killing each other over things they don't even own over things that they don't even it's not even there it's like bro you live in an apartment you don't even own this building and you mad I'm walking down the hallway like There should be more of us pushing less of 
go to school, get a job, and more of us pushing. Go to school, learn some shit, even if it's not in school, and start your own. Not just, not even because of old black-owned businesses. And I just don't believe in the concept of, for, for well, for myself. And I definitely don't want this for my daughter, but I don't believe in the concept of go to school for all of these years and go work for somebody else for 20 fucking years and then retire and be okay off of making money that you set it's not even money that you you make you set money to the side for yourself for 20 years so that you can go live off the money that you saved when you could have just been doing that from the jump when you could have just been having other people make money for you i feel like we don't push enough of let's do it for ourselves and they allow others to do it for you did i say it backwards i don't know but hopefully y'all get what i'm saying I just feel like people, it's way too much go to school, get a job, and now you're in debt instead of get a certificate, learn the fact that you can go purchase an LLC, start a business, and make money right off the bat instead of owing fucking Sally Mae. That's just stupid to me. I feel like the route that I took was the best route for me joining the air force i didn't join it for school i joined the air force for because i didn't have anything else but in the end it put me in the position to exit with upwards of five figures in the bank go to school not pay for any of it i now have when I purchased my cars, every car that I was able to get was of the same year. And I was looked at as if I had things. Even if I didn't have everything, I had more than I started with. And it put me, I was able to go to school. And even though it wasn't for me, I was able to take what I've learned and apply it to exactly what I'm doing right now because if it wasn't for that I wouldn't have the tools that I have now to even start this podcast and now that I'm out of school actually this is my today's my last day of school um now that I'm out um I'm able to put what I've learned, not just in school, like education wise, but put what I've learned about myself and about the world through going to school and seeing the things and with my wife going to school, seeing exactly how we had to maneuver around all of that and apply that to my daughter so that if she wants to go to school, she can. I'm not gonna force her to go to school because school doesn't automatically equal success just because you go to school at 4.0 GPA and all these things that doesn't guarantee you the exact job that you want a lot of people go to school PhDs and da 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 whatever's and literally my wife was telling me she had a conversation with one of her co-workers and a 
lot of times going to school for that long, people don't tell you this, but going to school for that long, you don't have experience. And part of those applications that you're going to be filling out are asking for experience. Like, yeah, you do some internships, maybe, depending on how you go to school. A lot of the people that I know went to school online, but you don't you don't have experience. So now you have a doctorate's degree, doctor, whoever the hell, and you can't find a damn job. Stupid. Let's preach less of go to school for X amount of years, get this degree and figure out the plan of how to either start the business you want or get to exactly where you want within the business that you want to work for. A lot of times getting a degree means just a four four year plan, get your bachelor's. They're asking for a bachelor's for this entry position starts at this much after that get certified in some stuff we need more people to understand that it's not just i'm about to go to school and all these amazing things are about to happen don't work like that it's a lot more work in work and not education education may help you Sometimes with your promotions and things like that when you're working for a company that's looking for things like that but I know people who graduated college and now they working at fucking Popeyes it happens and I feel like it's because we don't sit down and have a conversation about the things that we need and the things that should be taught I wasn't taught how to balance a checkbook I still don't know how but I mean, at this point, we ain't even writing checks. It be like that sometimes. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of our past experiences growing up are what make us. They're definitely what make us into who we are. But having certain conversations, even as an adult will allow you to understand the PTSD that you have. Everybody has it, depending on where you're from. You have some type of post-traumatic stress that affects you. Um, A lot of times, it's hard to come to terms with those things. Sometimes... Those are the things that are blocking you from exactly what you want to do, exactly who you are. Sometimes it's it's exactly what blocks you from being exactly who you want to be. But it takes a conversation. It takes somebody to genuinely be like, hey, are you okay? How are you doing? What are these things? Why do you do this the way that you do it? Why do you comprehend this situation exactly like how this is and not? what it should be or what it could be I think one thing amongst people in general is that uh, when, when it comes to conflict or an argument it turns sour because the conversation 
isn't about understanding it's about pushing your opinion on the other person I know this has nothing to do with youth but because it came to me um when it comes to arguments I definitely for me I always understand or try to understand the other side most times I do and it doesn't come across as such for the opposing um party and even if it does it confuses them as to why sometimes because I grasp the concept pretty fast and a lot of times arguments with me don't even have to be arguments because I understand but even when I don't I'm trying to and I'm asking questions I feel like a lot of people don't they don't converse to comprehend a lot of conversations are I listen to have my turn to speak and not I listen to understand you and respond I feel like that's something we could teach people at a young age teach black men at a young age so that we have less conflict amongst each other like okay I understand you went through these things as a kid so me saying this a certain way, me saying cuz instead of blood would definitely be a reason why you would be upset right now because we came from two different upbringings. As an example, um, water break. I feel like this has been a good conversation um, with myself and with y'all on the live. I appreciate y'all stopping in, checking it out. It's six people, but hopefully we get more next time. I honestly like doing it this late. So hopefully we don't get more people. Feels real intimate. Um, Let me know what y'all think. Let me know just notes, questions, comments. Because this is just part one. Definitely be going into a part two. Hopefully I can get a guest for it. Especially a guest from another perspective. Um, and it'll play out well. I appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all coming in on the live. I feel like 40 minutes of fucking content is enough. Especially after I cut out all the pauses and the ums and the I feel likes. I should definitely work on my verbal cues. But I appreciate y'all stopping in. Thank y'all for supporting me. This is the first episode of Black Men Venting the Podcast, BMV the Podcast. Tell everybody to go follow, not just Scott Free, but BMV the Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Look out for more content. I appreciate y'all, and I'm out.